I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of time to become a part of time. Everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show we're going to have a little bit of an extension from last um, show related to the death experience. Some important information that I wanted to uh, get across to listeners, and also uh, part two on the ET impact, which um, is very important information that people also need to know. And um, We'll be also touching on uh, information from Palladian sources regarding the real truth about the graphene, and that'll be from Annika of Temer from the Tigatan Pleiades. And um, but before we get into all of that, uh, we're going to be doing the usual on ET Yoga, which is starting out with a little bit of mantra repetition or Japa Yoga, and that will be led by Sri Swami Sajjananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari 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 Om Hari Om Hari Om 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes. Uh, he was also the founder of Yogaville, a uh, self-sufficient community in West Virginia. He was primarily uh, on the east coast of the United States, and um, as Yogananda was primarily uh, on the west coast, California in particular, with many of his ashrams there and uh, founder of Self-Realization Fellowship. Um, I was a part of uh, both Self-Realization Fellowship and um, Sri Swami Sachinananda's group on the East Coast. And um, that was a clip from back in the 1970s. Uh, Yogananda passed on in uh, 1952, I believe. And... um, Although I did take a few years of courses from Self-Realization Fellowship uh, Los Angeles, I I was also uh, interested in having a guru in physical form, and uh, thus my interest in Sri Swami Satchananda, both of them being two of the most influential yogis on the planet. And um, I'd like to now take this opportunity, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience, just for being you. And uh, also to extend my invitation for you to contact me concerning questions that you may have about material presented on ET Yoga. I'm more than happy to answer your questions to the best of my ability at no cost or any other uh, requirements or you know, you don't have to subscribe to anything or buy anything. And um, you can always contact me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. And uh, also, I'm also interested in hearing about your preferences towards uh, program content. And nothing that makes my day more than hearing about your successes, utilizing ideas, concepts, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. So uh, please feel free to use the contact information, paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. And I'd like to um, give my usual disclaimer that... This program was created in order to share the information about the positive and most effective benefits and insights of ET Yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is presented as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET Yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition.
And if you're a new listener to ET Yoga, you should also know that I applaud your efforts to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability given your particular circumstances. And uh, by the way, I've been saying that for a lot of years, long before the current crisis has came about. Now, in uh, looking for how to proceed with um, tonight's program, um, it became um, well clear to me there were a couple of major points that I didn't bring up last program that are integral to the whole process of living and dying on this planet. And since so many people are leaving the planet, seemed a very appropriate subject that most people don't want to really talk about. And that's the death experience. But tied into the death experience is the ET impact. And uh, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the ET impact because if you don't know about ETs and the impact that they're having on the planet, then you don't know what's going on. And that includes the so-called gurus from the East and that don't seem to know anything about UFOs or they don't know anything about Anunnaki or they don't know anything about Alpha Draconians or the Greys. I mean, give me a break here. Like, what can you know about what's going on if you don't know about these ETs? And if you're one of these people that only accepts what they hear on mainstream media, well, I'm sorry, but you're very, very uneducated. Uh, and, and it includes actually those that are seemingly very educated who have been brainwashed into the current systems of belief. It almost turns out that um, in some cases, the more educated some people are, the more narrow-minded they are uh, because they're so invested into the uh, mainstream propaganda that's been going on for a long time, especially in the medical field. But it's the um, uh, ETs have infiltrated every aspect of life, including uh, government, including um, the media, including the medical industry. In fact, these three areas are primarily involved and all complicit in the current genocide of humanity. Uh, the depopulation programs coming straight from even the United Nations, which as far as I'm concerned, the WHO and some of these organizations are basically criminal organizations. So <clears throat> ET Impact, if you want to know about our extraterrestrial heritage, I would suggest you go back a couple of shows, check out the archives of ET Yoga. Just go to BBS Radio, ET Yoga, and um, when you come to that page, you scroll down far enough, you'll come to the archives. And um, one of the guests on my show, well, I did a two-hour special with Ishmael Perez, and uh, he's uh, in the Super Soldier program, and um, we went way back, all the way to... Humanity's inceptions in the Lyra constellation Vega star system. And um, so if you really want to know about all the details of our extraterrestrial heritage, that's the show to see. But tonight I want to talk more about current history. 
And as far as I'm concerned, a lot of that started back in World War II, which um, Germany lost the war, but the the Nazis didn't. And um, much of their technology went down to Antarctica, and uh, they had a large community there of people, um, many names for it. I kind of call it New Berlin. Um, and they they had UFO technology. And if you don't know that, I, I would refer you to go to rents.com, R-E-N-S-E.com, and uh, see some interviews uh, given by William Tompkins, Admiral in the Navy, who has really um, come out and been the main whistleblower, in my opinion, uh, regarding this subject. And um, the real truth about history is basically a joke. And um, from this base in uh, Antarctica was the first uh, off-planet travel that was happening in in, in eons. And um, actually, Admiral Byrd uh, took a, an expedition down to Antarctica to militarily take care of this issue there. But uh, they got their butts kicked and uh, lost most of their uh, vessels and aircraft, etc. Of course, this was never publicized. And um, they were um, assaulted by UFOs who had, at that time had been weaponized. Now, Germany had the UFO technology during World War II, but they didn't have the UFO craft weaponized, which they did by the time Admiral Byrd got there. And um, and since that time, um, that group then actually had about eight or ten craft hover over the White House. <clears throat> Deals were made, and... Um, Subsequently, to make a long story short, a lot of the um, Nazi personnel through Project Project Paperclip, etc., became the three-letter agencies and what we now mostly refer to as the deep state. And um, it was also the U.S.'s foot into the secret space program, which if you don't know about that, uh, you should. Um, even the um, more popular uh, television series, uh, Stargate SG-1, if you look at the credentials, and that show was done back in the 1990s, um, it always says uh, thanks and credits to the U.S. Space Command. Oh, did we have U.S. Space Command in the 1990s? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that off-planet species have been running the show here on earth for the last few thousand years and God knows how far into the past. And the main group has been the Alfred Arconians, also influenced here with the Anunnaki and the De Grays. And the Grays come into play primarily because um, of deals that were cut with the Grays for technology that happened back in the 1950s but those abductions continued and continued and continued. Uh, the basic idea was to abduct, they agreed to have humans abducted, have their memories wiped and returned to their spot of origin. 
supposedly for research. The truth is that that research was all about creating a gray-human hybrid, which eventually they were successful in doing. And um, in fact, the grays created, uh, I think, five or six different hybrid groups, one of them being Essasani, which are now called Shakani, that Bashar is part of, and another, likely the Yayel. Those are two that I'm aware of. And um, so we've been basically, you know, used as lab rats. And, uh, of course, this has created the reason why there's no full disclosure about our involvement with ETs ever since its inception. And it's a big can of worms because how are you going to present the truth to the American people that, you know, we agreed to have you abducted. And according to Bashar, who I consider to be part of the hive mind mentality, um, he has stated that as high as 48% of the population in the United States had been abducted. Now, it seems awfully high to my initial thinking, but that's what he says. We know that there have been millions for sure. And, uh, of course, he calls it the d detention scenario, not the abduction scenario. And um, the point being here is, is that every aspect of life on this planet is being controlled through unseen forces of extraterrestrial origin. And if you're not aware of that, then you're also not aware of the fact that they also placed a grid around this planet. So, in effect, it's, it, is, it is a prison planet. And if you don't know about reincarnation, well, you're also way behind the curve because reincarnation is a fact. And in order to get incarnated into this planet, you have to have a soul contract. And who do you work out that soul contract but a group called Archons, which are connected with AI and Anunnaki. And they have compromised the reincarnation grid, they run it. Okay, so the bottom line is not only are you a prison while you're on the planet, it's hard to get out of here um, even after you die. And um, coincidentally to the fact that I, my last ET yoga show was about, at least partially, the soul trap and the death experience. Now you want to go through the, you want to know about a lot of intricacies about the death experience. I'm not going to repeat them on this show, but coincidentally, who just came out with a book called the trap, but David Icke. And I tell you, if you don't know who David Icke is, time to find out. David Icke has been like one of the guys at the, top of the curve on information for a long, long time. Um, not to brag, but I think there's a few points I've been ahead of him with, and there's a few points he's been ahead of me with. But I'll say one thing. He was ahead of me, of me with regards to the um, shape-shifting reptilians. And um, I think... Um, the fact that he's come out of the soul trap, I'm thrilled to see that because he's a high profile guy and his book's going to go to a lot of people. More and more people are finding out about the soul trap and what is the soul trap? Well, 
it's because as soon as you die and you leave the body, you become aware of the fact that you didn't die. But immediately, most people are distracted by entities. They may present themselves as uh, your spirit guides. They may present themselves as past loved ones. They may present um, themselves as Jesus himself. Um, But you're going to be distracted based on your beliefs. So, for example, if you're Christian, you're likely going to have you're going to have a Christian experience that's based on Christian Christianity and Jesus. If you're Muslim, you might be seeing Muhammad. But the point is that they grab your attention and then they ask you to go with them to a tunnel. And this tunnel is is an artificial tunnel of light. It's not the real tunnel. It's a it's a fake, let's call it. And once you go through there, you end up in an Anunnaki recycling center, which is basically um, a life review. And this life review is done by the negative archons who can assume any shape they so desire. And generally what they do is lay a big guilt trip on you soon after you die. And then you agree to a new soul contract. And some of the time you're agreeing to stuff you didn't even do. And you're part of the soul farm here that recycles everybody. Now, as I understand it, um, when people die, the soul leaves the body as the chakras shut down. Um, the soul leaves the body through different points. And um, if you're leaving through the mouth area or five-fifth chakra, um, there's a very high probability that you're going to experience these archons. Now, if you're very high spiritually involved and you leave through the sixth or seventh chakra, you may bypass this. Um, there are estimates that about 65% of the people that die get caught in this soul trap. Uh, in my opinion, it's more like 95, because if you think about how many people there are on the planet and what they're about, um, and where their frequency is, they're going to capture most of the people and they're going to capture pretty much everybody who's involved with Christianity because Christianity was created by the Anunnaki. The cross is the symbol of the crossing planet. It's not, it hasn't have anything to do with, you know, Jesus really. It's the way that the Anunnaki claim their souls. And that's why in the cemetery you see the big crosses and the crosses on all the markers and the graves because that's Anunnaki claimed. And I'm sorry to say because there's a lot of well-intentioned people that are involved with these religions, but you want to be part of the soul trap, then knock yourself out. But for those that want to get out of here, actually, and and get back into... um, other 5D experiences in the universe and get out of this whole trap on the earth, um, you need to know about what to do. And uh, what's happening now that I observe is uh, you go on uh, your internet and you go and start researching um, near-death experiences and it's just flooded with them now. Like a few years ago, you'd have a hard time finding 
a case. But it's just flooded with these near-death experiences, and they're all fairly similar. Okay, the, the person dies. Uh, they become aware that they're dead. Um, they might be shown a version of hell and heaven. Uh, they may be, um, uh, but mostly they're going to impo- impersonate, these archons are going to impersonate um, loved ones that you feel a positive connection with that have passed on previously. They take you to the tunnel, and this is all explained. If you look at, go and research some of these um, uh, videos, these near-death experiences, they're all the same. And they take you to the tunnel, you go through the tunnel, and, and you end up in what they call a, li- a, a boardroom of some sort, where you get the life review. And a lot of these people are returned with this near-death experience and this description. And of course, these announcers or the people that bring the uh, on live shows, the people that bring some of these people with near-death experiences on, they're so stupid, they don't understand anything about what's going on. And they're just all in awe about, oh, there's life after death, and oh, how wonderful, and oh, we're going to meet our loved ones, and we're going to go to go to the, through the light and all this, and make some grandiose positive out of it when it's basically just a big suck-in and a soul trap. That's the truth of it. And it's obvious that because there's so many people leaving the planet, they're killing us off as we speak. Um, and, and the people that have already had their uh, full quota of injections are going to be dying off in mass in the next three or four years. Um, that there are going to be so many people there and they want you to anticipate these experiences. And that's why you're seeing so much of it in these near-death experiences. And of course, it's all been spun towards um, you being sucked in. And the idea here is, as presented by some very uh, well-known people like Alex Collier, who was told by the uh, Andromedans how to avoid the soul trap, um, Barbara Marciniak, who states that when the priest in the Christian um, traditions passes a cross over your chakras during the last rites, basically shuts down your chakras, and the next thing you wake up in an Anunnaki recycling center, that's Barbara Marciniak. You've got the West Penray papers, and uh, now currently you've got David Icke coming out with his new book called The The Trap. So more and more people are finding out, like the truth's coming out, but it's not the easiest. You got to know what to do in order to escape that if you're going to be part of the death process. Now, everyone is not going to go through a physical death during the the time split and, and part of the solar flash experience will be that some people a certain percentage of the population on this planet will ascend into 5D intact with their physical bodies so they will not experience this death scenario. But if you take a look around at all the people that are leaving us now, the vast majority of them will experience this. And this is why I'm bringing it up on ET Yoga. I brought it up years ago because I anticipated this. And the reason I brought it up was, is that if you're going to be ascending to 5D, it's really 
uh, a moot point. You don't need to really be concerned with it. But how many people are going to do that? According to the Pleiadians, about 60 to 80 million people on the planet are going to ascend intact in their physical bodies. And maybe another 1.5 to 1.7 billion will also ascend, but um, their physical bodies or their 5D bodies are being created. So they're not, they're going to leave this vessel behind, but the rest of the planet, they're going to go through this death trap. And if you don't want to um, get involved with it, what you need to do is know about it first. Second, don't be distracted by after you become aware that you didn't die, get focused, turn away. Definitely don't go through that tunnel because that tunnel is taking you to the recycling recycling center and you need to intend to look around because there's a grid around the earth, but there's holes in it like Swiss cheese. So you need to look above you, find the holes and intend to go to the void or the divine Ka, which is the same idea. So you, once you get into the void and you're out of this planetary influence, uh, then you can start to navigate yourself to where you'd like to go, like to can reconnect with your star family or uh, go back to source, whatever, but you're out of this trap. And so uh, thus, uh, I bring up this information. Now, the most current, current ET information, because in my view, Nobody's really assisting humanity at this time. Everybody seems good with this depopulation. Uh, we're not getting help from the Galactic Federation. We're not getting help from uh, so-called white hats. In fact, um, I'm going to make a comment here that uh, the, the Palladians have stated there's two groups fighting for control on the planet. One wants to totally eliminate the population down to 500 million, and the other wants to have the <laughs> what's left of the population chipped and into some digital uh, monetary system. There are no white hats that are going to do snot. I mean, there's well-intentioned people, and there's there's people that would like to do things like restore the republic and all the rest of it. Let me tell you, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bunch of BS. The only person you can count on is you. And as far as somebody who's a cavalry coming to save the day, well, there's a glimmer of hope that just was reported by Sean David Morton at Project Camelot. Because he said that um, apparently on July 22nd of this year, the Arcturians uh, left a giant crop circle with their logo on it, which basically, according to him, stamps Earth as Arcturian territory and it's called back off. And of course, these are higher dimensional beings, the Arcturians, at least a sixth dimension and up. So... We may be getting some help because up to now we haven't been really getting any help. Every, there's been people fighting the AI all around the galaxy. There's been um, a galactic war, the Orion Wars, they call them, and they're about to, to end with the good guys winning, and, and all that's fine. But what's being done for, for us on this planet? The only thing that I see with my eyes is um, the, the damage that's already been done with respect to um, wiping out the population, it's already been done. A majority of people are really messed up. They're either going to be die, either going to die or become part of a hive mind because of the graphene in their systems. And by the way, we're also 
Uh, oh, I also wondered uh, about the question, uh, how come our, our normal spirit guides don't um, uh, intervene with this, uh, these archons? And by the way, you want to see an exact example of how it works, go to uh, Star Trek Voyager and the episode called um, Janeway versus the Archon. And um, it's only a five-minute clip, but it'll show you exactly, you know, what happens during this soul trap. But in searching for answers as to why the spirit guides don't intervene on our behalf and protect us from these archons, um, I found that there's information concerning the fact that um, a lot of our spirit guides are basically brainwashed. Um, and uh, even though they want to do good, but they're brainwashed uh, um, just as some spiritual teachers are in the physical plane. Um, it's very similar to what we see in the medical system where there's people involved in the hospital that are well-intended, but <laughs> they're still uh, harming people and uh, uh, giving poison to people daily. Um, so the whole thing's compromised. And uh, the best uh, information that I can uh, gather at this point now, with respect to that graphene, and by the way, uh, graphene and nano is not a positive thing to have in your system. It's also incompatible with 5D energy. And I'm now going to quote from Annika of Temer, because she said, we saw something about graphene, because it's being advertised now that, oh, we can eliminate the graphene from your body and all this kind of stuff. And uh, um, which makes it easier for people to think that, oh, they can get injected and then they can remove the graphene. Um, it's a delicate subject. And uh, Annika says that we found that there is an apparent degradation of active graphene in the body, but we don't know to what degree. According to other researchers that we saw looking for references to what uh, has been happening, uh, we have our own computer model, and these models, the graphene degrades, um, but um, they're actually um, assimilated into the body. Now, the problem is that if people um, see that uh, graphene is being eliminated, they will say that getting vaccinated is not that bad. And, it, and the problem here is following... Um, this information and uh, the information that the Tegetans have is from their lab in Tolica, not from human sources. And uh, they say that it's not that there's a degeneration of graphene as the terrestrial data indicates, where they even share a mechanism by which it is re removed. Uh, but this is wrong, according to their data. It is a degradation of the injected graphene, but the material or the amount of graphene injected has been assimilated or has found its place among the tissues of the human body. So they need more doses to provide the total change of the DNA in a more accelerated way and not with the normal process of cell duplication. So graphene is not degrading, it is only uh, bound to the tissues and they need to give more to the people so that there is a saturation of the material in the cells. Young people will have a better chance of being able to assimilate the genetic change and become mentally controlled 
soulless biological robots, while older and weaker people or those with genetic or physical problems will be destined for extermination. With this, the type of biology or the type of human genetic variant that can assimilate the transhumanist change is filtered, filtering them from the rest of the human Lyran population, in other words. The vaccines are intended to find those who have certain genetic traits that are useful to the controllers. And those are the ones who have affinity with the reptilian races and matrate, which are the greys, among other variants, and with other names like the Vlash, for example, turning people into their hybrids under their control. And um, it is um, a filtering system to exterminate and remove from Earth the starseeds of the so-called positive races and leave only the human components that are genetically attuned to them. To say the body eliminates graphene is irresponsible. I do not doubt that it will eliminate it. To some extent, the body tries to do that from the beginning. And yes, a portion will be eliminated, but not all. And what is left is what has already been adapted and has entered into the cells. And the surplus that would be detected as being eliminated by the body is the one that has already done its job. The vaccination is not an option. And that's from Annika of Temer from the Pleiades. So, you know, what we got here is a big problem because the majority of the people still on the planet haven't got the picture because there's so much censorship out there and that anybody talking about the truth is either they say that you're you're spreading a disinformation or you're spreading hate speech or something because there can't be any uh, useful debate about uh, these subjects in the public eye so it's all being suppressed and censored so if you go to alternative websites like bitshoot or rumble uh patreon uh even uh bandvideo.com you can at least get a different perspective on some of these issues the best um, one spot place that i could tell you to go to is at rents.com r-e-n-s-e.com on the right hand side of their um, main page uh, the article the main articles are kind of in the middle and on the right side are lots of topics and all a lot of them all about the vaccines everything you want to really know about them. Um, not everything, because the Pleiadian analysis of what they are is, as far as I'm concerned, the best. And, um, of course, most people on the planet haven't uh, clued into the fact that there's been uh, a couple of craft from the Pleiades that's been in orbit, near orbit of the Earth, within about 300 miles or so, uh, for about five-year period. And they've been contacting a group called Cosmic Agency, who publishes their articles and also videos. Videos are at odyssey.com. You look under um, Cosmic Agency, odyssey.com, or you go to Swaru, S-W-A-R-U-U dot org. And Swaru.org, there's over 700 articles there that are written, are written by Pleiadians. It's amazing knowledge. It goes into even our Earth history. Uh, verifies what Ishmael Perez has been talking about, about how the Marduk, one of the Anunnaki 
that was in control of the planet um, tried to mix up uh, the reputations of Enli and Enlo, the two primary brothers of the Anunnaki. Um, we've always thought it was Enki was the good one and Enlil the so-called bad one, but it's the other way around. Um, they wanted that confusion on purpose because the truth is, is that religions were part of the negative branch of the Anunnaki. And they've always wanted to confuse people about that. So um, the whole idea uh, here is that um, the people on the planet uh, don't seem to get that these graphene and um, even the um, ingredients in a lot of these uh, PCR tests, so to speak, um, that enter your body are basically uh, a technology that was developed off world. If you don't know anything about ETs, then you wouldn't have a clue that that, that this technology is a nanobot technology that was, that the Palladians say is like at the level of their science in the fifth dimension. This science does not exist on the planet. This technology was brought here and to spread as part of the genocide of humanity. And this graphene can act as a, um, like smart dust. It, it can send and receive messages. And when you're fully injected with this kind of stuff, you can be hooked up and are hooked up to computer programs that can control you like a cyborg. And people don't, of course, they don't, they're going to see this on mainstream news. If you don't do some research or, and, or at least, you know, get around and talk to people, try and find out what's going on, um, then you just, you know, you're in the dark. You're just like, you're like sheep. And the fact is, is that um, people need to stop. It's already late because somehow, I mean, millions and billions of people, I don't know, they're, they're trying to, some people are telling me that 5 billion people have been inoculated. Well, that's a complete genocide of the planet. And and did you see anybody coming down to, to help? <laughs> any intervention of any, of any kind? I don't see it, personally. I mean, we know one thing, all the governments on the planet are corrupt, the medical system's corrupt, the, the, the judicial system's corrupt, the, the mainstream media, uh, it, it's a joke. So, you know, you got to have to do your own research if you want to find out good information. And alternative media is the only place you're going to find it. Because what's going on right now is, is ugly. So I want to pass that on to people. Um, I think it's also uh, um, interesting about um, how people are affected by uh, hanging on to the past. And uh, as um, the late Dolores Cannon once said, one of the best things you can do uh, to work towards ascension is don't be in fear and don't... Um, let go of the past. And uh, just to give you an idea of what uh, the Pleiadian perspective is on that, the question was asked, just as we are attracted by the different pasts, are we also affected by the different futures? 
And from the most expanded point of view, there are neither past nor futures, only ideas of how they would be or how they were. In fact, the uncertainty of what will or could come in the future, the fear of the future does not come from that future itself, but from the idea that each person has of what that future could be like. You do not fear the future, you only fear your own ideas, and they are based in your so-called past experiences from the linear point of view of your present incarnation. Strictly speaking, from the practical point of view, the past affects circumstantially your idea of how things are in the now and how they could be or should be in the tomorrow. You just have to change the way you interpret your past, moving out of the I can't or they wouldn't let me mode into taking control of your present. You should only focus on what you can do for yourself today and not worry about things that might not happen since it's only your ideas that dictate that. You can change your ideas of your past, for it is gone. Invent for yourself a different past, so you can change your present mindset, and thus your future as well. That is as valid as foolishly holding on to a past that, according to you, is the objective reality of what was, when it no longer matters because it is no longer there. Let go of things that are anchoring you to past vices that you know do harm, such as resentments and guilt. But do not forget what they did to you and learn from what you ha they have done to you, but do not let it define you because it do not, does not have to define you because that past is no longer there. And the only link that continues to bring that past to you is present in your own head. And even what the others, such as relatives, are constantly reminding you about, about your real, quote, real past, you can take it as one of many pasts, or as the idea that those relatives of yours have of what your past view was, um, but not the one that you subscribe to, as to what you would like in your past and what it would be, and what's more convenient to you, to your ideas and interests. What you imagine as your real past is as valid and at the same time as surreal as the real past imposed on you by memories in your head and family nonsense. This is because there isn't only one past, but multiple pasts that converge to form the present, your present, whether you like it or not, whether you accept it or not. And if you can imagine something at some point in the space time ether, it happened. And it still affects you because they are your thoughts. Even if they are about you having pets or constant image, imagining uh, living on planets that had tales like umbrellas. There is no fixed reality. 
there's no, quote, real reality except from the arbitrary and relative points of view. Your life are only ideas anyway. The idea of being realist is just another social construct that does not reflect universal cosmic objective reality in limitations by following agreements that are only ideas, not cosmic laws. So I think um, it's also interesting that um, there was another um, Pleiadian uh, called Robert, and he said that what I will be doing is simply aligning myself to a timeline of the past that I did not live, but that I would have liked to have lived. Uh, how about that? And he's saying this, asking this to a Swaru. And Swaru says, because um, everything is in the ether. That past that I now want to create, imaginary one, already exists. And is quote-unquote real. And Yazi Swaru says, yes, and by aligning yourself with that, you create another mental mode or attitude, and it also determines your reality and the future. So how we interpret our past is very relevant to uh, creating our future. And I'd like to uh, give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude uh, to the ET Yoga listening audience and uh, extend my Best wishes to your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And in closing, I'd like to share with you the Who Am I technique, where you place the full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you ask the question, Who am I? And you can do that once or several times or whatever is comfortable. And uh, the idea here is get to the highest place you know how to get to first. Then focus your full attention in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you state the following. I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all. It is time to become a 